0: Hey AJ, have you seen Parker? No, I haven't. No. No. It's a good thing I hacked his webcam. Oh look, there he there is. There he is. We hacked his webcam. Nice there globe. Hey. Nice globe you got over there. Hey Parker, hey guys, uh, we're back with we a podcast. Yeah, we hacked you. So you're you're recording a podcast now. Um I know you were oh, in the middle like of a business so meeting, but you don't need that.
1: Who needs business? Who needs business? You know, guys. It's exactly. Yeah. The business of eraser is to uh,
2: not have any business at all. That's true. The whole <laughs> idea of eraser is to not make money. That's why we don't sell t-shirts because we don't want money. <laughs> That's why we're not for the money. We're in yeah. it for the culture. And there's, and there's no ads on our podcast because we don't like money. We're yeah, it's totally not because we we're accept. all lazy and <laughs> we don't. We just don't do this stuff.
1: <laughs> it's uh, no, so it's because we're uh we're we're actually only accepting um uh
2: tokens so close now yeah <laughs>
1: Luna. i don't think yeah, we need I, an intro by the way we should do it no, that way you don't, way, want, we you don't even say, you... well here's how we you should do it i'm just going to say i'm going to say my name then you say your name josh then aj you say yours so
2: parker Kligerman. aj henderson joshua mendoza Okay, I just kidding, I'm Josh. <laughs> I'm Parker. Yeah, we're just friends to be guys. I'm Parker. Yeah.
0: <laughs> and I'm, uh, I'm Josh. Wait, hold on. You didn't really give me an option there. <laughs> oh. And this is the E-Racer podcast.
1: All right, start it. Ah, uh,
0: uh. oh, there
2: it is. <laughs> I have a chicken I got to take out. Yeah, we're 15 minutes. <laughs> well, we got a hard cap um, on 30 minutes. To be, but I'm, I'm probably, probably going to leave be
1: I'm probably gonna get a call in the middle of this podcast. <laughs> I uh, I have
0: <laughs> I have gelato actually being delivered. I got a text. Um, it's, as a, it's like ice cream, but it's better. Um, yeah. I, I I was I was in the middle of the line for gelato when Parker and AJ texted me and said, "Hey, Josh, can we record the podcast in five minutes?" And I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> off in the middle of the city here, and I'm like, shoot, okay. So I ran. Wow, you're like downtown. Um, I I left my family wow. behind. I hope they can make it. It's midnight, so I hope they don't get mugged. So we should mention it's well, also no. uh, Josh is in Spain still. Yes, I am still in Spain. Speaking of which, I Man, nearly died at walking. a form. I nearly died at a Formula One race this weekend.
2: Oh, really? And I'm. I'm Let's not saying.
0: It. I'm not saying that as a hyperbole. I'm. Li- I literally. Um, all I can say is for my first Formula One race. Uh, it's a good thing Formula One has a lot of fans, because if that's the experience first-time goers have, uh, that will mean that basically... I... Parker, do you have alcohol right now? No. Are you drinking on the podcast? Water. This is
2: a no-drinking podcast. Well, what's sparkling soda?
0: Water? It's, sparkling it's too boring. Okay. I
2: can't see it. What a is It's soda, it? soda water. Okay. It's from, but anyways, ah,
0: keep going with soda your story. water. OK, so anyways,
2: the, the, um,
0: the experience was so bad that I would I, if that was if I knew if, if I didn't know any better and I knew and I took that as the experience as every F1 race, I would never go to an F1 race ever again in my entire life. Um, to start it off, the uh, the line to get into the actual track was two and a half hours long in 95 degree heat. Um, so it took from arriving to the circuit to get in two and a half hours. Um, I completely missed free practice one, even though I arrived at the beginning, or free practice three, even though I arrived at the beginning of it. Um, I got in right before the W Series race started, so that was fun. Uh, but before I got in, uh, they confiscated our water bottles because they weren't plastic, sealed, and see through, which is absolutely ridiculous because it's just clearly trying to protect their bottom line of their vendors. And then. Uh, when you eventually got completely dehydrated and decided you wanted to go stand in line to get water, uh, first of all, there was no free water fountains, so you couldn't actually get water for free. You had to go buy it, and you had to wait in an hour line for each vendor in order to get water, only to get to the front of the line and find out that they were cash only, and you don't have cash.
2: Oh, no. Oh, my God. Um, Josh, could you turn <laughs> your mic down a little bit? Just a, just a wee bit. Yeah, I got a little bit. There you go. Is that better? Yeah, I was just uh, speaking for a little... For a oh, thank seconds. you. Sorry. Sorry yeah. about that.
0: No, you're... It's also gone. really... Uh, I'm really go what? On. Go no, ahead. Say it. Really, what
2: were you going to say? Go, You're fired say up. It. Go on. Say it,
0: tough I, guy. I, um, needless to say, I found out. Uh, they sent an email out the next day. Oh, at the end of that day, this was Saturday. Uh, apparently, there was lines to get back onto the public transport that were three hours long even though they kept on telling everybody don't arrive by car don't ride by public transport they only had two trains running every hour for a hundred thousand people um and yeah it was just ridiculous the planning was terrible and so the next day my girlfriend and i decided we were going to buy umbrellas and freeze one and a half liter bottles of sealed cleared plastic water bottles um in order to survive. And by the time we got to the race, those completely frozen water bottles were already completely thawed.
2: Uh, Yeah. But they probably wouldn't have, they probably would have been like, Oh, this is a, this is a hard object. You're not going to bring it in. Yeah. (laughs) 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 Um, so the second
0: day after going, the first day was way better, but the first day we nearly had a heat stroke. I mean, I was getting dizzy trying to just leave the circuit. Um, and I, I, I did leave the circuit on Sunday about 15 laps to go because there wasn't really anything that was going to happen. It's the Spanish grand Prix. Once you get past that last pit cycle, there really isn't much else that can happen. Um, and I beat the line, which was apparently also another three hour line to get on the public wow. transport. That's back so leaving 15 I, laps yeah. early was like a four hour savings. Yes, it was. And from what I've heard, the only thing I missed was Lewis Hamilton getting past carlos signs and then getting told hey you're gonna have issues give the spot back and try and conserve as much as possible so Mm -hmm. you know i feel like
2: i wonder if this has always been a thing with like motorsports venues like they've always been horrible and people just haven't said anything about it because i feel like this has been more common the past couple years like there's a whole thing with nashville last year you got well surely I mean, obviously, I think this is like the biggest crowd Barcelona's ever had. Maybe F1's ever had it. I heard it was like three hundred thousand people the whole weekend. Uh, uh, I know that Coda had four hundred thousand people. Oh, okay. So it must have just been the biggest one Barcelona's had. Is it the uh, biggest
1: one Barcelona had? Because back in the
2: Fernando Alonso or Schumacher days, they had a huge crowds there. I want to say. I it, I was I heard three hundred thousand during F1 practice is what they said.
0: Uh, can I can I just say one thing? the $130 hat did not make an appearance. I did buy a McLaren hat for 60 euros. Still a little expensive. Okay. So we're improving on that front. At least it was affordable. <laughs> it was I didn't have to mortgage a house to buy a hat. So yeah. <laughs> I'm happy with that. You and know, so, I was
2: I you know, I think it'd be a great idea that E-Racer can fund is we send Josh around to every motorsports event and he just reviews the kind of like how people review airlines, he reviews, yep. like, the fanfare. Yep. I'm, I'm a totally, totally fanfare.
0: Fanfare. <laughs> <on the> <laughs> We have a guest yet. on the podcast today, and <laughs> Shannon...
2: <laughs> she doesn't want
0: to be on it. Oh,
1: Darn. Aww. She's sort of speaking, but I don't think the mic is picking her up, so... that's. I don't, I don't think it is.
0: I don't know. Oh. what. What is she saying, Parker? Translate for I'm us. I'm not
1: sure. She said something about <laughs> not visually being on the podcast, but also apparently not uh, through audio either, so...
0: We have our first uh, live I call. She- sure, Shannon,
1: yes? AJ, to your point on the uh, venues deal, you know this is actually a big conversation in NASCAR and amongst Formula One and all these different race series. As you look at the offerings of these new billion-dollar stadiums that all these other sports are building, right? So if it's the NBA yep. or it's NFL or obviously even, you know, soccer and these stadiums are being, you know, they're spending bajillions on them and they're so nice and they're catered for like all levels. Right. So like you're, you know, everything's technologically advanced. Your phone works really well. You're sitting in a nice Wi-Fi. seat. You have the ability to get food and drinks delivered to you and there's all different levels and all this stuff. Right. And these are incredible things. And so that's one of the things has you know, been very harshly, uh, discussed not very harshly you know rightly rightfully so especially the nascar level where you have you know metal grandstand seats and old-fashioned concession styles right or like barcelona josh where you experience the sort of old-fashioned style that's definitely you know becoming something that we want to get rid of because motorsport events are huge right they're the largest ones probably in the world where you're having multiple times you're in the six figures right but getting away from the metal grandstand seat go buy your stuff and hope, you know, sit in the 99 degree heat for four hours is, uh, I think a huge talking point for the whole sport. So we'll see where it goes. Yeah, nobody it's wants to do that. Capital investment, yeah. right? That's the thing. And yeah. it takes, and it's, you know, it's interesting. Actually, I'm going to Lime Rock this weekend. Uh, this weekend's the kickoff big race for Lime Rock at uh, called the Memorial Day Grand Prix weekend and it's Trans Am, that sort of thing. I'll be there Monday but like, just an example through, you know, there's no grandstands there. It's just sort of in the seating in terms of like, uh, you know, on the in the grass and such. Well, like chairs. We bring in local food trucks and that sort of stuff. So there's like a there's different options for you know food. It's not just the concessions that are Lime Rock themselves and trying to like bring different flair and I you know a different experience. So it's not just like the old fashioned buy a ticket, sit on a hill and watch a race, right? So. I think that's
0: uh it's a really interesting thing. We'll see where it goes. Yeah, I don't I mean maybe I'm just maybe I'm I'm just have been used and pampered by the NASCAR experience that I've had in the last couple of years or the I mean, experience. Even... It's just I to me what blows my mind is you think about it. Formula 1's main target audience right now is younger younger young males basically or young uh, adults um that are that are growing up in a society that is mostly cashless like i haven't yeah. used cash that's preposterous in, to cash yeah it, yeah <laughs> and yeah. i i just that that blows my mind like I, honestly i would i we would left be, because well, we couldn't get water i'm with you on that one that one's
1: preposterous to me as well because i don't carry cash ever anymore and so like i would have been in your exact situation which would have been like wait, wait, wait is there an at it's through an ATM, whatever. Excuse me. I just like burped mid-talk. <laughs> <laughs> um, This is very sparkling water. Uh, like I would have been in your same situation because I would have just assumed being Formula One and how technologically advanced it is. And, you know, the cool things that they do. It's like, oh, they've already thought of that in the, uh, you know, concessions. And like to have an F1 race, you've got to probably have a square, uh, you know, credit card reader.
0: It would be a concession I thought guy. they would have taken – I thought that would have taken Bitcoin to be honest. Like that's how like yeah, when I think of F1, point. I think of like that far advanced. Like I, I yeah. just oh, yeah. Uh, what's your wallet? Okay, do do do. Mm-hmm. There you go. Yeah. Here's a one yeah. one one
2: millionth of a Bitcoin for that water. So
0: <laughs> yeah, this seems to be point. like a common
2: the theme. Day. This seems to be a common theme with like F well, really motorsports in general. Like when it comes to concessions and things, and also when it comes, it seems like they that stuff kind of just puts the way same with like, like Marshall, like most marshals in most of these racing series are volunteers, which usually isn't a problem, but some kind, sometimes it can be. Uh, it seems like there's a lot of things they just kind of push to the side and try to make as cheap as possible when they don't need to. Uh, mm-hmm. So I think motorsports, I mean, I agree with you guys. I think motorsports definitely needs to catch up because they kind of experience you get it like a football game versus like yeah. a NASCAR race when it comes to your seats and like, food, and like just to, you know, I don't have to sit at a football game or a basketball game. Usually I have those cool misters, you know? There ain't you no know, cool mist machines at the damn mm-hmm. NASCAR races. Yeah. Cold oh, water yeah. Where me. are
1: those? For sure. For the fans, when you're at a golf, you play in a damn golf course, there's fans on the green
2: from when it's a hot day. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. I was like, yeah. what? And, and there's, like, there's dudes, there's do
2: that. There's dudes I, driving around in golf carts with water.
0: I will say... Yeah. I love the Coliseum because you had all of those benefits of being at a football stadium. Yeah. But, uh, you know, but you had an, a race, a legitimate NASCAR race. Um, yeah. anyways, cool. Uh, the F one race itself was really interesting. I want to say right now, Mercedes is back. They are back. Yeah, They're going to be that. fighting. They're going to be fighting. And I, and now I looked at a graph. It was really interesting. Um, it was a, it was like a time graph over like G's and they was talking about who was experiencing the most G's or the most vertical like G's over the course of a lap. And Mercedes went from being one of the one, it basically talks about porpoising. Um, Mercedes went from being one of the worst to literally the best out of everyone. So I think they're one of the very few that have finally been able to tackle what was wrong with their, um with their vehicle porpoise. and yeah the porpoising um and it was also this weekend was a major testament to their ability to cool so um i mean it was so freaking hot yet mercedes was able to finish both cars in the yeah. race which ferrari cannot say
2: yeah <laughs> i uh... yeah i was surprised to see ferrari's Reliability issues they were bragging about how they have any issues (laughs) so oh look at that oh josh you have a guest
0: it's 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 mama gameson's oh we've had two people in we've had we have a guest on there and she's gone (laughs) but i got gelato guys oh my gosh this pot this
2: cat this pot who's gonna walk in on in my room now you guys who you got i nobody else's home so i don't know
1: (laughs) just pay someone to show up (laughs) (laughs) <laughs>
2: yeah, I'm of my neighbors to come over. Uh, uh, quickly off the that chicken, point, Josh. just show us the chicken. Uh, I do quickly want off to that say, point. oh, go ahead, AJ. Well, mm-hmm. before you change the topic, uh, I disagree. I don't think Mercedes is back. I think they're oh. quicker, but they're still. I still. I think Max caught George very quickly. Sergio caught George very quickly, and they they didn't pass him very easily. But as soon as they did pass him, yeah. they were gone. So. But anyway, yeah, that's true. Uh, I have to go get some chicken out of the oven, so B R B. All right, what do you got to say,
1: Parker?
2: Hey, AJ, Can you say <laughs> okay.
1: <laughs> so uh, I was just gonna say that I'm more on AJ Seal. I mean, I think they are no, without a doubt, going to find themselves winning races this year, but they will not be contending for the overall championship between you know Ferrari and Red Bull have too far of a head start, and um, unless there's serious misfortune the other
0: two, they will not be contending for a championship. But I did
2: Might think... I uh, remind I did you... Actually,
0: what? George Russell was second in points up until two races ago. No,
1: I, I get that,
0: but I'm talking about the constructors and just sort oh, of okay. where, well, they're, yeah, where they're going to
1: fall. Like, even if they gain that speed, they are not going to consistently have the pace of a Ferrari and a Red Bulls because they have too big of an advantage. You know, like, remember, you not only have to close the development gap amongst the deficit you have and then try to overcome that deficit deficit and overcome their rate of development. I just don't see it happening. But you never know. Um it is an interesting point. I thought the race was interesting. Um Charles Leclerc, devastating for him. Uh I still think he's possibly, you know, looking at his for looking at a championship and for Ferrari, which would be cool. Um and I do agree with your assessment of going to an F1 race like that is uh or the experience it needs to be better needs to be better you can't have that in this day and age it's 2022 Uh can't have an unenjoyable experience because you won't get those people back you know like our age group does not like to like does not like to be put through any sort of uncomfortable situation for anything
0: <laughs> it, it, it's exactly. I mean, that's the other thing. I brought my girlfriend with me to this. This was her first F one race as well, and she she basically was on the same page on Saturday. Of this was by far the worst experience she's ever had at a at a racetrack, and she's been to three or two races so far that were both NASCAR, or she went to the to a NASCAR race and an IMSA race. Both of those were completely different experiences. I will say, in all fairness, her NASCAR race, she did have a hot pass for so That's obviously going to be a different experience. But the IMSA race was a basic general admission. We bought the tickets on our own. We went on our own. All of that. And she said out of all of them, the F1 race was by far her least favorite. So, All right. Well, the last thing I want to talk about with F1 is just that this week
1: I had a special guest on In The Wall. That comes out on Thursday uh, from the F1 Ooh. world, none other than Rob Smedley, former uh, race engineer for Felipe Massa at Ferrari and Williams, and now part of the – as a technical consultant to F- Formula 1 group and also has been huge behind uh, you know creating the data that makes all those awesome graphics on TV that give you all the info on strategy and all that stuff. So he and I had a really cool chat. Uh, it was really awesome to have him on. So first time nice. I've had an F1 guest on In The Wall. Which is sweet. Can he also awesome. uh, help
0: us with the eraser
2: graphics?
1: Um, they work with Amazon.com. I'm not sure if you ever heard of it. Um, actually, Amazon no, Web no. Services. Can you explain it? And please? I, and I was Don't like, wait a second, we use Amazon Web Services. I didn't ever get into that, but
2: yeah. Well, I they am use excited. a lot of data. Uh, so watch, <laughs> watch, go watch in the wall. It, I don't know when this is coming out, but this might be out already. This will come out before that. So yeah, go watch it when it drops on Thursday, Um, which will be cool.
1: That's sweet. Real quick, guys, I just want to jump into um, my week in Indy. I filmed a cool thing for In the Wall at Indianapolis for opening week of the Indy 500, which was awesome. You were also
2: In the Wall, literally.
1: Also ended the show In the Wall, which was cool. But we did a piece on turn 1 that I really, really wanted to do because I now believe – It's the fastest corner in the world in racing, and if you think about it, they enter it at 240 miles an hour, and in qualifying trim, its min speed can be like 233 to 235. So it has to be the fastest corner of the world. I can't think of anywhere else in the world race cars go faster around a corner. corner. That's so. uh, No one's ever thought of it that way, and I was like, "Wait a second, this is the fastest corner of the world." And and uh, I had a fun time in Indy. There were so many fans. Gasoline Alley was. Full, even on the first week there leading up to qualifying, which was awesome. The first day, there were so many people there. Um, it was just a really cool experience. You know, IndyCar is on a definite, has a lot of positive momentum. There's so much talent there. There's a lot of people investing in that sport, which is awesome. I ran into Roger Penske, which was cool. Uh, chatted for a little while and just overall, it was a fun week. Um, and then they went and proceeded to set a pole speed record. Of over 234 Wait. miles per hour. Do the thing, do the
0: thing, do the thing. It's a, a thing.
1: It's a, it's new a... track record. <laughs> but it, thank you. It wasn't a track record, but it was a definite pole speed record. Ari Leindike still has the fastest like recorded lap speed around there. Uh, but at 234, 234 miles per hour by Scott Dixon, the Iceman, total ice in his veins, last car. To go out in qualifying Sunday late in the evening just slaps down a 234, uh, a little higher 234, which is just insane. I mean, his entry speed into turn one on those laps is like 242 at the trap and probably a little quicker than that. So like that is just so damn fast. I just can't get over that sort of speed. Um, So that was cool. And just I think uh, it's going to be really interesting to see what the Indy 500 is like this year. Um, I think is it's there, gonna be very um, wide open. Is there any notable people who are making like a one-off appearance for this? Yeah. Uh, well, there's a guy making his first Indy 500 start, uh, named Jimmy Johnson. Oh, is does he? Yeah. Oh, the what dude that makes he? the
2: subs.
0: Yeah, and yeah, the football, yeah, the football yeah, yeah. coach. Yeah, the football the sub guy.
1: The subs. The restaurant. The whole okay. restaurant is making their first Indy 500 start. <laughs> 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 and all the benches. <laughs> Uh, Jimmy, I didn't get to speak to him. I was going to chat with him after the end of Wednesday's practice. I want to say, was it Wednesday or Thursday? Maybe it was Thursday's practice. I can't remember what, what day it was. Maybe Thursday. And uh, I was going to chat with him, and I was waiting around. He was doing a little appearance thing, and then the rain hit at the end of that day. And we all had to scurry. So I didn't get to chat with him Damn personally you. about it. But I've, I've watched a lot of his stuff, and you know he obviously is enjoying it. It's been He's been really fast. He's been on edge. He hit, had an incredible save in qualifying at over 230 miles an hour. So been cool to watch him. And I think legitimately he has a chance to do kind of what Kurt Busch did, which is run a really competitive race and possibly with the speed, of those Ganassi cars, he could be in contention for this given, you know, the way this race plays out, which is often the Indy 500 something is something he's used to. Yeah. Well, it's just very much a strategy race. Um, and you know, you can find yourself in a position where, you know, come that was, I always think of the Indy five hundred as being like when you get to fifty to go, that's when it, you know, the pay window opens and figuring out, okay, what where are you at strategy, who's where, what's happening, speed wise, all those things. And I just think he has a solid chance, especially if it's like a cloudy overcast day, a little cooler, there's a lot of grip in the track. I think that aids him. I think if it's really hot and slick, that's where being a very experienced indie car driver. Uh, will have a benefit over a guy like a Jimmy Johnson, who's obviously an experienced oval racer, but doesn't have the experience of knowing where that car is going to go and the adjustments and the aero and just all the technical things that are going to be really tough for him to learn quickly.
2: Yeah, so, I'm excited. We'll the uh, greatest yeah. day in motorsports this weekend the on biggest Sunday. biggest weekend in motorsports. Right. Can't wait. Look, it I, the, uh, 84 and partly cloudy? So, all right, well, that's, I that gives hope.
0: I thought we came to the beyond. conclusion that the greatest weekend of motorsports mm-hmm. wasn't actually a thing anymore, but um, because Monaco was apparently a week off, right? No, but yes. now it's back. It is, yes. Yeah. So, so
2: okay. it's the greatest day oh. in motorsports again. Yeah. Yes. Okay. All right. Cool. Although right. it might be, this might be the last year, because they're talking about changing the F1 schedule around. So
0: are well, talking about stupid. putting
2: Monaco earlier in the season. That's the no, stupidest that's, thing not, ever. Don't, don't, hey, that, don't get mad at me.
0: I'm just saying. I, I did see that rumor. They want to make it so it's uh, the schedule is grouped by region rather than, yeah, by I we'll see. From Miami to Spain back to
2: oh, I think for emissions, something. I think them for pulling that PO off would be very sustainability. would well, be cheaper for the teams, too, you know. I think them pulling it off is very ambitious, but we'll see. Should, well, we, uh, should we talk about NASCAR? Moving, I just want to say Moving
1: we'll, that race off that day is stupid.
2: I agree. I agree. Moving we're on. All in agreement. NASCAR. What should we discuss? Uh, well, there's a truck, Xfinity, and Cup race this weekend, right? Yes. Yeah, I'm in need of them, sadly. Texas. Charlotte. Oh, yes. Oh, Tex- they were at, oh. yeah. Yeah. Oh. They were at Texas. Terrible. I just remember that they're at Texas, and I'm mad already. <laughs> Is they there were, really
0: anything to talk about on these? Like, I mean. There is okay. nothing we yep. can do to save that track.
2: I don't remember anything no. notable from the truck in Xfinity race. I heard the um, Xfinity
0: race was a crash fest. It was. Yeah, it yeah. was. Yeah.
2: Yep. Yeah. Uh, a certain uh,
0: somebody got caught
2: speeding on pit road. Twice, I think. Or they had two. He had two penalties. I don't know what the other one was. Um, oh, he did. Loose? Finished sixth, though. I think he had a loose tire or something like that. Oh, yeah. But he had to go back to the. He had to go to the rear twice. Maybe one of them. Well, was he a also had a backup car. That. He had a little and a backup had, car.
1: Let. Landon had a little bit of a fight with the walls at Texas over
2: the weekend. Yeah, Landon had a Landon had a rough week <laughs> this weekend. <laughs> he, I asked him
1: we chatted yesterday and I said, Are you doing like a seance after the uh, to get rid of the demons or whatever we fought this weekend? <laughs> because he was Yeah, who
2: like, did you piss off?
1: I was like, What did you do this weekend? What was that about? But He's in good spirits. I mean, they had a good finish in the end with the 10 car, which is good. It was unfortunate yeah. wrecking the cup car. But, you know, he wasn't the only one to do that in three and four in the cup car. No. Chris Rebell There's... did the exact same thing. Literally Somebody just like the, the cushion.
2: Well. Yep.
1: You jump the cushion on stuff. But... them in the
2: Xfinity race.
1: Yeah. Can I and... From the bumps. Well, Josh, you brought it up. There's So that track, I've listened. So let's just go back to when this repave was happening. Remember, before this repave at Texas – that track was a really cool track for the drivers. It didn't put on the best show always, but it was a lot of fun for the drivers in multiple grooves. And it had it just had such a unique profile, but it had weepers. It was the, the ground was coming apart, and it had serious issues if it rained within days of the race, right? Remember we had those days where they literally couldn't race for days because they were just weepers? So I get they had to repave it, but when they were doing it, I wrote an open letter to Eddie Gossage, who was track president at the time, that basically said, everything's bigger in Texas. Let's do something outlandish. I talked about say, you know, having a right-hander and mimicking Trenton, you know, on the back stretch, or, you know, banking the inside or making the bottom flat and the far outside groove, a smaller groove, but super banked. And like, just, I said, let's just do something outlandish, something different, something that says when you're at Texas, you could not be, you know, you wouldn't think you're anywhere else because at the time, Kansas, Chicagoland, Charlotte, Texas, they all kind of blended together in that mile and a half, you know, cookie cutter look. And so I was like, let's just do something crazy. And I even said at the time, and you look at the letter, you you know, hit up iRacing and have them design a bunch of different types of tra- just track designs and we'll we'll release them to the community for free and everyone can race them and the fans can vote on which one's best. Well, guess what iRacing now does? They basically design all the tracks in NASCAR. And whatever I was a little ahead of the time and I was probably ambitious on the time schedule. But then they do that track and they flattened turn one and added like 80 feet of asphalt.
2: And I remember seeing
1: it. Well, I remember seeing it and thinking, well, that's not going to do anything. That's going to be terrible. Like that's turn three and four at Kentucky and turn three and four in Kentucky is not an interesting corner complex. Like it's never been interesting. It won't be ever be interesting. And I was just like, I was just like, was dumbfounded. I was like, who came up with this? And then, you know, you've watched what's happened over the last couple of years. And I can only, you know, and I I was having a discussion with someone who's very prominent at SMI. And they said to me when this, a couple of years ago, like, Oh, you think, you know, they'll be able to, the braking will cause this sort of passing and everything. And I was like, no, like this is a horribly designed corner. (laughs) I was like, if you've ever watched or driven a stock car, you would know like the intention of what was, trying to have you know be made here is not going to work and you know then they were at someone asked me seriously asked me if we felt like we were going to use the outside groove in turn one and two and i was like okay you do not know how physics work apparently so (laughs) i was like we'll never get there um it could be a hundred years and they would never get there so i just found it to be the most astonishing thing that it was designed the way it is and you know what it hasn't worked it sounds like the pj1 has officially just ruined the surface of that place. And yeah, I, I hate repay- it for all the, we said it last week. I hate it for all the, or whenever we last had this podcast, I hate it for the people that work there who are trying to sell tickets, to that place. I hate it for, you know, Marcus and SMI who are looking at probably having to, you know, make a major investment, which they weren't planning on. But you know what? This is one of those situations where as a sport, we probably have to keep going to that facility because it's a very important big facility and it's in near a very important market but we got to figure the, – the sport has to come together like it has on the Coliseum deal, ha, like it has on um, – what's another one that iRacing helped on and everyone collaborated on? Atlanta? Jordan. Oh, Atlanta. And yeah, those sorts of things. And just come together and let's do this You know, – let's figure this out because this is – it's just not tenable. And no one wants to go – no a- one wants to drive there. No one wants to watch it. And no, no. one wants to – Experience it. So let's all, fix it. All Gun I want
0: to know is if I go to a concession stand, will they accept my credit card? Well, they
1: have torches. Well, they probably do the have infield that. In the infield. They have so torches they also inside a, the
0: track. They also had like a
1: 7-Eleven there at one point, which was dope. I don't know if it's still Seven. there, but that was really cool when it was there. There
2: is a bright <laughs> the, side to Texas. In and out
1: right across the street.
2: Oh, nice. There is, a, there, is a, okay. <laughs> there is a bright side of Texas being... Arguably the worst racetrack of all time. Not like tech not no no, no not Texas isn't like the state or like the people who work there. I'm talking about the the track itself is yeah. arguably and statistically the worst track ever made. Backed up by science, you look it up, Google it, you'll see it. Uh, this is the best chance we've ever had for NASCAR to be like drivers, all of you together. What do you want? Put yep. it on paper and we'll we'll get all of you to agree what you think is best, and we'll make that. And I'm still that. saying, and then we have a new Chicago land. And then we have five short no. tracks, and everybody's happy. No, no, I'm, okay?
1: I don't think you can do any of those things, but what I'm saying for Texas is let's do what I talked about. We're already working with iRacing. I could probably reach out to Steve Myers and everyone maybe help ramrod this, but I'm just make, a PR, Make it happen, so no Parker. But no, what I want to do it is happen. I want to come up with like Three to five concepts, release them free to the iRacing community and all the drivers. Everyone. And this comp, all the concepts, you know, you, maybe you start with 10 concepts from the drivers and the stakeholders in the sport. Vote them down to like three, release them for free on iRacing or for like five bucks. Be a part of the decision process of the next Texas Motor Speedway. The fan, you know, they all pay five bucks to get it all of us, thousands, tens of thousands of us, hundreds of thousands. <gasps> if you buy the track, and you race in it. You get the opportunity to vote on which one you like the best. And that becomes the first community-created track. It we is. turn into a DAO. Yeah, and then we, we NFT it. <laughs> we yeah. could actually. But no, you actually could. This is the idea of Web3, I guess, exactly what I just described. And this would be NFT oh in our in universe. But they don't have to do that because you, you have the platform and everything already built out. And sure enough, you could make the track an NFT. So you pay your five bucks, and you have your voting, you know, protocol, and boom, you have the ability to do that. But they could probably also just do it through iRacing system and not have that issue. My uh, point of it just all definitely, is definitely, yeah. But my point of it all is, uh, you could truly create, you know, have a community created track, which I just think would be so big for NASCAR. So clip this. AJ clip this, put this on Twitter, and I'm gonna put it on, I'm gonna blast it All out right. there. Thank you. All right. All right. You're gonna talk All
2: about
0: right. it on In the Wall. Wow, well, I just filmed, it. and now and I want to go back and and to In the
1: Wall and I want to talk about this. <laughs> yeah. you just I just talk talked about the All-Star race. And then Oh, go ahead. Sorry. <laughs> and then there's this. Well, the All-Star yes. Race, the what I did talk about on the wall, which comes out uh basically I just you know bowled it down to a minute and a half just saying, look, that race just needs something different. Like, the, the my problem with the all-star race is that the definition of an all-star is the idea of, like, this special group of very talented individuals coming together for one performance. Well, that's literally the definition of every single NASCAR Cup Series race. Because the way NASCAR and motorsports are designed, all the biggest stars
2: race on every yeah, given sure. weekend. It's not so, like baseball or basketball where you're yeah, putting them on two separate teams. Sense. Yeah, yeah So I'm point. like...
1: And then you put them on a track that they already go to for on the path to a championship with the same cars and the same technical rules and so on and so forth. And all you do is tweak the format and you're expecting something different. It makes no sense to me. So I just have this. I have a huge issue with the design of the race and the idea behind it. And so my whole thing was just make it so that it's not anything like the other 37 weeks of the year. Whatever you – like if you're looking at the all-star race and you're like, hey, how do we make this relevant again? It needs to be – one, I I also listened to Denny Hamlin, Dale Jr., who said you know, basically it doesn't need quarter of the field, and it doesn't need quarter of the field. But it also – Josh, I see you want to say something. It also needs to be – just like Texas needs to be different so that you know you're there when you're at Texas. The all-star race needs to be so different, whether that's – I've talked about using – Road cars, modified road cars, or you know, adding Xfinity and trucks, or something crazy—I don't know—but it needs to be so different that when you turn it on, the first five seconds you're watching it, you go, "Oh shit, that's the All Star Race!" All
0: right, can I? I have a proposal for you. Hear me out What's on that? this. We take the, the ten drivers, okay? Ten drivers, ten crew chiefs, ten tire or twenty tire changers. A 10 jackman 10 fuelers they all have to go through certain a certain set of stuff to get like ranked and this and that and then we go and we make a bunch of homologizations of multiple teams or drivers have like a draft where they choose which crew chief they want which tire changer they want NASCAR prepares the cars, and then they have one a one hour practice session where the crew chief and the driver, and then the the spotter who's been drafted by this driver or whatever, what have you, you know, come together and they have to figure out the car and tune it to however they want. And it's a it's a brand new team right at that one moment, and it's for one event only. And they all get like their own certain prizes, like the pit crews get the fastest you know, fastest pit stop of the race award. They all have to learn how to work together for the very first time. Just stuff like that. I think that would be epic. I
1: like that. And I think that goes to like my whole idea of the road cars deal was like, Hey, who cares about speed and who cares about no offense to the teams? I don't want to see, you know, the cars that we race every week. Sometimes like I, I think it'd be more, it'd be cool. Or this doesn't make any sense, but like have a Toyota Camry, Versus a Camaro, versus whatever, versus say uh, you know Ford Mustang. Let the big factors yeah, figure why them can't out. the cars, put a, ro- put mm-hmm. roll cages in it and go race at the quarter mile at Charlotte, and then do the infield ro- oval or road course. Mm-hmm. Literally do it all the same night.
2: NASCAR. NASCAR has been shoving this stupid stock car stuff down our face. <laughs> Ooh, it looks like the real Mustang. Ooh, okay, it's not stupid, but you know what I mean. They've been, you know, they're very. It's very important to them about the whole stock car thing. So mm-hmm. why not get actual stock cars, put a roll cage in them, put a put a silly little put a little tiny NASCAR driver's seat in it why so they we, can drive it I, and go put it on a short track.
1: We don't even need cars.
2: I guarantee
1: – How many people watch?
2: 2.4 million?
1: I guarantee you, you say tomorrow we're going to race. There's going to be 15, you know, the equal representation from each manufacturer. You got to get in via – Or actually, no. Now, I don't care about equal representation. You get in by winning a race in the last 12 months. End of story. No other thing or winning the Open. End of story. And maybe the Open is something else, but I don't know. But car-wise, I want to see them you know, in something crazy like that so that it's like, oh my goodness, you have the best drivers in the world and their crew chiefs and the pit crews who have to do something totally different they don't do for 3,700 weeks and see who's the best at it. Like, that would be exciting and cool, and I bet, I guarantee you get more than 2.4 million
0: people to tune into that on a Sunday night. Drop, in, drop an more inside of an Xfinity chassis prepared by NASCAR. See, my only problem with that, Damn, though— that could be that simple. Could be that simple, I feel Josh. It like- was actually genius.
1: And you let— my, Thank you. You let the champ—you get, like, the champion. The other thing would be cool with that is that we in NASCAR, you know, all these other series have these uh IndyCars always tried this like the road to Indy thing of like getting drivers a chance. What if the champion of Xfinity and the champion of NASCAR trucks if they're not in that race already get a get a spot to go race against the cup boom drivers. Boom. Boom.
2: What are we th- what do we think it what do we do uh, oval oval multi-class?
0: That, no, no, that, we we said that.
1: That'd that be a, but- but I think it would That'd be, be a cool, fun like
0: exhibition race at some point. But but you also could race. do
1: like you could do the Charlotte Big Oval on the same night. You could do the Charlotte Big Oval, the little infield oval, and maybe the a portion of the road course on the same night. Same car, yeah. It would has to be set up. I think just that would be three. epic. Yeah,
0: I mean, honestly, the Charlotte three, dirt Track. Best of how three. How could you change from the oval to the road course? Probably an hour, I would imagine. Oh, hour I don't know about that. That's going to be tough. Yeah, and, I don't and, know. It's probably a pretty then, long time. Well, probably like a week. You know, what, what you do is in that in that interim time of swapping from one to the other, you do a bunch of pit, pit crew challenges and stuff like that, you know, and that sets that's sets the line up you, like, you know,
1: You bring in a bunch of uh, monster trucks that smash up stuff. Should we the lowest finishing
0: in each race gets their car K- crushed by a muster track? Chase K- <laughs> Elliott K- <Sully laughs> driving um
2: a monster jam. You know, what's the gravedigger?
1: Yeah. <laughs> Why are we not promoters?
2: <laughs> yeah, we would yeah, they're missing out on a lot of money. We not from for track. Track.
0: That's for sure. We were from track operators to race promoters in one podcast. I think this is a full fledged podcast.
2: I think we're yeah. entrepreneurs. I think we need to send this to Gary B.
1: So Gary's gonna be signing up for our podcast next week.
2: Yes. Josh, do you have any sort of uh opinions or rants on the whole window net thing?
0: Um they've already broke already thrown the rules to the wall uh with uh when they started raining and letting everybody get backup cars out. I, I have no understanding about why they remember way back when at the All Star race, Lap and then, one it was raining and half yeah. the field got wrecked? And they pulled out a yeah, the all star race. I don't know if that counts. Well, this was the all star race. Well, this was race. the all star race.
2: Well, this was like a safety thing. I No, different. I get that. Hey, go get ahead, that. go ahead. I gotta go get my, my chicken.
0: My... <laughs>
1: okay. That's one way to.
0: <laughs> I, I'm I turn listening. The camera off. Keep
1: going. Why does he turn his camera off to get his chicken? I, in I don't you know. I can just I walk know. off the camera. We all just leave it on. I don't mm-hmm. understand why it has to yeah. go off, AJ. Also, that it says John Cena, Zencaster.
0: Yeah, I, I love that. His his nickname is John Cena. Anyways, my opinion is this: Why does it matter if he comes down pit road and fixes his window net? Like, if you tell him to come down, fix the window net, and we'll give you your spot back, you can do no other service to the car. If you do, you're going to be lined up with the tail of the field, and just make a precedent of it's a safety issue, but we understand what happened. You know, it it, it really. Make it more. Make the precedent of it's a safety issue, but we don't want that to affect this race because that's not what we're looking for. And just say think, do that. Yeah, I I, I well, do think it's on Ryan for putting it down. It, he should get a penalty for it. But I mean, I think he should
1: have been black flagged. They gave him three or four laps to get the thing fastened when it wasn't fastened. As you're coming with green, black flag him. Sorry, I understand. But if you're gonna Keep the integrity of the sport, you and the rule book and decision making. It's black or white; like there is no room for interpretation. And yeah, you know the IMSA officials and I had a discussion back at Mid Ohio about a certain ruling that occurred during a Michelin Pilot race. And I asked, I said, "What you know? How did you make this determination?" Because, from my opinion, the intent, the intention of the driver in this uh, incident was not, you know, was not, he didn't intend to hit this car. He just by accident hit this car. And he said, we do not judge intention. We simply judge incidents. Action. And whoever's Mm -hmm. responsible for the incident, whoever, you know, whoever's car is responsible for the two cars connecting to each other is at fault. Well, I view this the same way where I don't care that his intention or what his situation was that he thought the race was over or whatever. My thing is, it's not. You've let your net down. You can't get it up appropriately. The rules say if it's not fastened, you know. Now, the yeah. only issue is they did have a little room for interpretation of fastened versus, like, you know, correctly fastened and all that stuff. So I, I do mm-hmm. see that. But that is a slippery slope they both – and I don't like any of the – you know, they were in a really tricky box. I don't like any of the decisions that were possible there. But I think when I sit down and I think about it, Analytically, if they had just black flagged him, although there would have been a huge amount of kickback, they
0: would have had a leg to
1: stand on to say, "A rule's a rule. That's yeah. what we do."
0: I you agree know? with you there. I mean, it. I guess the end of the day is you gotta look back on like precedent. You know, Mark Martin came down pit road one lap early because they were finishing yep. under caution. Didn't Can you just give, give him, him the win? Yeah, like yeah, he would have won if he would have just stayed out. Like it was finishing they under said, caution. They said, hey, bud, tough luck. Sorry. Yeah. I, you you know, know, now that you bring it to that, I I actually, I, I do agree with you. And I, and I felt like that from the beginning, like, you know, is it, it's not NASCAR's fault that was down. Like, yeah, NASCAR threw a really awful caution. At the end of the day, that was an awful caution, but they still threw a caution. I mean, they could have said there was debris on the track and that's all you have to do. It's NASCAR's promotion. They're the ones who run the event. They can do what they want when they ever want whenever they want to throw a caution if they determine the track's not safe boom caution but you don't just take your window net down on the white flag lap until you know the race is over that's
1: yeah well yeah. i mean i've been there well he thought the race was, was the,
0: over i thought right yeah he thought it was over
1: and quickly brought it down cuz he wants to put his hand out the window and you know say thanks and yeah. stuff but
2: hey it's a Which tricky thing another- that was another rule they never said until like the final stage or something. We're like, oh yeah, if, there's, if the white flag is out, we're still going to throw the caution and restart. would have been nice to know like going into the race. You no, know? but I think everyone knew it, but it's a small gripe. I didn't know. Maybe I'm just dumb. If yeah, it makes yeah, you know, feel I, any better, you know, know, I didn't watch. Little-
0: I didn't watch any other race because it started at 2 a.m. And I was <clears> way <throat> too tired. It and was it's awful. Yeah, you didn't miss it. So. Well, it was the lowest scoring race in all of Jeff Gluck's polls in history. Two fifty six. Really? Yeah. It wow. was. It was eleven percent said yes. It was a good race. No, it
2: was a no, real. You got the lead. Nobody's catching you. They're the going wide open three and four.
0: Well, the good part is,
1: I feel Charlotte will be a very entertaining race. I agree. I, I agree. To be really good. Denny Hamlin said it best. It seems like, you know, you look at Kansas and like what Kurt Busch was able to do getting by Larson there and the way he was just able to be like just a half a car length below because the way the wake of this car works is it's super concentrated behind the the car in front. And so, you know, it, the old car had a huge wake that was very wide. This is very concentrated right in the middle of the the car in front. So you don't have to do a ton to get away from that car's wake. And it's very powerful, though, if you get behind it, it's really bad. So single-groove racetracks like Texas or Martinsville and Texas where they're shifting, which was just preposterous, the you know it's a very hard thing. But if there's multiple grooves, you can make a ton of time, and it's great racing. So um, I think Charlotte should be pretty exciting, hopefully.
2: We'll see. Charlotte's getting pretty old at surface. It's really well, it's good.
1: got that polymer asphalt, which is a whole nother discussion, but we're not gonna get into right now. But yeah. So guys, I think uh news wise, the only news that's worth discussing, everything else I'm telling you right now isn't worth discussing other than the uh one other thing for AJ is the track house project ninety one deal, which is pretty cool where they're gonna bring in that's international cool. drivers. That's gonna in be the third dope. car. I think the first race is possibly uh, I think Watkins I don't know. I don't I think Yeah, I think they say Watkins is I thought. Did they say Watkins? thought one? they're going to announce um, it this,
2: by this weekend who it's going to be. Got so. it.
1: Got it. And I have an inkling of who it is um and it's pretty cool. So and it's and the there's about I think there's 2 or 3 tonight. I, uh, I think everyone's gonna be pretty surprised and cool. So
2: what if they were like, okay, what if they were like, oh yeah, we have this project ninety one to bring in drivers from different sports, and they're like, okay, Jimmy Johnson, first driver. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> it won't be fun. that. I don't think it will be. But <laughs> it sounds like it's gonna uh, be like rally drivers and F one and like sports cars, which is huge. I rally. mean, for NASCAR, awesome. and Justin Marks, who's insane. super smart.
0: Um. So you said the first one that they're doing is going to be. Watkins Glen weekend,
2: Mm -hmm. allegedly.
0: Allegedly, interesting. I, you know who I would love to see, Daniel Ricardo.
2: Well, I think yeah, that's the rumor people have right now. Yep, is that fun racing that weekend?
0: Uh, no, they're not. They race. Uh, they race Mm. August twenty sixth through twenty eighth, and the Watkins Glen is August twenty first. So, um, and yeah, and they have a month leading up to it of of summer break. Um, mm-hmm. Oh, so, uh, I also think another F one driver will be uh, active. Uh, <laughs> I can't say. say we're not trying. To, don't get sued, Nico Hulkenberg. Oh, <laughs> I, love I love that. I love that man. It's it's actually you know who actually you know who would not surprise me. Because I've seen him on iRacing, Max Verstappen. I've seen Whoa. him racing. I've seen him racing NAS, NASCAR on. That iRacing. would be the biggest thing in the history of. <laughs> <Motorsports>. <laughs> that would be
1: so big it would make people fall over.
2: Yeah, well, be awesome be.
1: I am hoping to
2: fall over then. I mean, big shout out uh, to to Trackhouse though. They're kind of they're really carrying a lot of this stuff. Oh, they've yeah, got right. a lot of awesome ideas. Just, just Mark, man, he just
1: – he thinks outside the – you know, it's it's crazy to think that it took this long for an owner to say, hmm, you know what? Like, you know how we get interest? All these guys want to do this stuff. I just have to put give them the platform to do it. Hey, you know what? We'll just put a car out there. Like, now I will say this. The timing is perfect because – it's Perfect, yeah. In the current situation of NASCAR, there is zero open cars basically showing up every week, right? So this third car for Trackhouse doesn't need to qualify it's financially probably pretty viable when you've big names like that that will get easily sponsored or you know that you know someone's going to help it out and so it just makes sense right now and the new car you know is is a lot this car should be a lot lar- uh less of a departure you know for the drivers than what we used to race where it was almost un you've been impossible for them to hop in a stock car and be you know, any bit competitive. I still think they have a huge mountain to climb, no matter who it is um, in terms of being able to be competitive. But I think, you know, that will have to just be relative. And I think for all these guys, whoever they get convinced to do it, will have to, uh, you know, be okay with it being like, Hey, this is a fun deal. I'm probably going to get my absolute, you know, head kicked in, but cool. You know, everyone, everyone wins. I'm going to go get, drive a stock car for the Americans and I'm going to, you know, get this exposure and you know, the sport gets their notoriety. So we'll see. What's going on in I'm eScooter just... land, John Cena? Yes.
2: Uh so I so a couple of days after the e scooter event happened, I couldn't find a replay of it. Because it was like, oh yeah, watch the replay of the e scooter thing on BBC iPlayer, whatever the hell that is. Uh I live in America, so I'm not allowed to do that. My VPN wouldn't allow me to do it. Uh, and then I found it on YouTube, so it's, it's the full things on YouTube. So <laughs> are you gonna break it down? I haven't watched it yet, but I will watch it and I'll break it down. The next, I think the next one's this weekend. So what we're gonna have two. Are they, in a row. Where are they where racing? Are? At? I've been you busy. The U.S. I couldn't E-Scooter find
1: it. Champ, e-scooter championship correspondent, and you haven't watched the first event.
0: <laughs> well, there goes our <laughs> <laughs> official promote. Like we had a whole official sponsorship lined up from the e-scooter association. <laughs> They're backing out I now.
2: I
1: just, I just go, this is ridiculous. I expect what, what?
2: a full report on the e-scooter. When, okay, right, e-scooter. guys, I'm sorry. Okay, I was at the F1 race in Barcelona and at the Emmys this week. Okay, so I've been busy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. how the on Emmys that, go, yo,
0: Parker?
1: Yeah, did,
2: you did you win, win anything? Uh, they, they lost. They didn't win in her, well, her uh,
1: section. I don't, that's how that works.
2: I don't think you technically lose. You just didn't win. Yeah, well, you got nominated. Right. You just don't win. Yeah, so it's kind of a win. But
1: I mean, not winning would be losing.
0: <laughs>
2: yeah. I mean, it depends <laughs> on who you ask.
1: <laughs> I believe Sometimes the definition of not winning would be losing.
0: This is true.
2: Okay, Josh <laughs> is the mediator, and he has decided. <laughs> that should... Bye. Oh, that's right. <laughs> Wait. Josh looks like he's getting some Is that it? Late. Yeah. We're done. Oh, you're cut off. we're done. I thought, we're gonna start, I thought we were going to start making our picks this week. Oh yeah, that my thing. my pick for
0: Monaco is going to be Charles Leclerc, and Mine my too. pick for uh, okay,
2: AJ, who are you picking? Uh, Verstappen.
0: Verstappen, okay. Well, wow. Indy
2: five hundred, go. Oh, Paul
0: uh, Harder. ooh,
2: I'm with Jimmy Johnson. Jimmy Johnson, okay. Wow, NASCAR.
0: Right. NASCAR. Where are they at again? Charlotte. Coke six
2: hundred. Ooh. Hmm. I don't Daniel know if I agree. Ooh!
0: Oh, Ross Chastain. Wow. Okay. All right. Bye. (laughs) Play it again. (laughs) We're getting it twice, boys. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you so much. (laughs) Play (laughs) twice. This is the last time I'll be from Barcelona. Next time I'll be on the road. Ogg. Woo.